Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. P3 stands for choke. Choke P3. I told y'all. 33 points. The Phoenix Suns. 64 and 18. Chris Paul. All time great point guard. Loses game seven, everything on the line. CP3 Chris Paul is 0 and 7 in his career in game seven. 0 and 7, game seven. Like, the only thing I wish is that I wish I was in America so I could have laughed <laughs> the first half it was over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Monday morning coffee. This was the wrong choice. I'm going to be insufferable. (laughs) Hello. Welcome, everyone, to FMC on a Monday. You sent me this video last night, SV3, and you're like, we should open with this. I was like, send it to my email. I'll post it. I didn't watch it. That was my first time watching it. I don't like previewing this stuff, which is probably a bad idea. I probably should preview this stuff, but I, I like being surprised and I trust my friends that they're not going to send me anything that's going to get in trouble. Oh, man. It was as glorious as I thought it would be. Oh, I'd, I'd ask man. how you're doing, but like. Oh, man, you have to understand. I went to sleep. Y'all know. Y'all know me. I'm the bias analyst here on FMC. So I wanted the Celtics to lose. So when they demolished the Bucks, made Giannis look human, the best player in the world, I went to sleep like not very happy with my with with NBA basketball. So to wake up to the, to the notification that the Phoenix Suns choked and in in an all-time choke. Like this is the one of the most lopsided game sevens of all time for me to be able to wake up and do that video, that laughing video. It's one of the best things that's happened to me in basketball quite some time. You have to realize I'm a Lakers fan. I had to deal with this with this guy most of the year talking trash about my team. This was so happy to be right. I was so happy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MMC. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee. We are here for my official Chris Paul is a choke. The choke artist has reigned supreme. CP3 now stands for choking player three. Or oh, we, we need to call him CP07. Oh my goodness. This is wonderful. Well, th- thank you, Jeremy. This was the best idea you ever came up with for us to do this on a Monday. Is this Monday morning choke? Is that what that, that's what this stands for? Yes! yes! Monday morning choke! Monday morning choke! Put it, hashtag it, put it on Twitter, tag us! Hashtag Monday morning 
Monday morning joke. Felbaugh says, CP, 37 years old. CP, zero knees. Choke feet, three. Take your pick. It's all, this is the most one-sided game seven probably ever. I think there's numbers that it was the most one-sided game seven in modern day history. You got to go back to like 1943 for a more uh, yeah, lopsided game seven. Okay, sure. Uh, JJ says, I look forward to the PowerPoint presentation. That's Friday. Friday will be the official PowerPoint presentation. So I will I'll get that together. That, that is for Friday's episode. Uh, Bam says, Monday morning just got way better with Jeremy and the great SP3. Not that show card is CP3. Thanks for the last minute enjoyment. Keep up the great job. Let me issue an official statement on my, my point godfather. Chris Paul choking in the playoffs. Um, first, he had a quad injury. I'd like to get that out there. <laughs> he was injured, as he always is, during this time of year. Literally, I said this all Friday. I'm waiting for this to come out because that's going to be the excuse. I know it. This is why he never gets the heat he needs. But continue. Continue. Here's the thing. I I have been brandished this reputation that I am a Chris Paul fan because I was uh, dubbed the point god by Joseph. And the Chris Paul OKC season was fantastic. It it completely changed his reputation for me. Uh, He, of course, lost in a game seven that year as well. So uh, did kind of choke that game away, which is unfortunate. But before Chris Paul came to OKC, one of the biggest Chris Paul haters in the world. Absolutely one of the biggest Chris Paul haters in the world. You can, uh, my buddy Samer, you can ask him. We used to slander him. All the, we actually created uh, a burner account where we were fake Chris Paul fans because we were like, who is the one player we can like, who we just can't stand, who to, for the bit, we can like prop up and boost and everything. It's like, oh, Chris Paul. So I, I was never a big Chris Paul fan until he came to OKC. He turned his reputation around. I don't hate all of this slander. I've never been a Devin Booker fan. I don't think that I, I, I've never been a Devin Booker fan. He's always killed kind of OKC, even when he was like on the bad Suns team. He's always talked like a lot of shit, never really like backed it up until the past two seasons when he had Chris Paul. Hey, the, the famous video that, that is coming back out now where he's complaining about being doubled in the open gym, like Devin Booker is just kind of a bitch, right? He's just kind of a little bitch. Um, so I don't mind that the Suns got blown out. It's kind of funny to me. I like Luca. Luca after game five when they were down three two, and he's like, everybody talks tough when they're up. Uh, you know, after Devin Booker's like, oh, Luca special and this stuff. Him just coming in there and like, I'm gonna just destroy these dudes, and there's nothing they can do about it. I absolutely love that. Like Luca is on a different level. I am mostly upset that these games sucked sp3 these games were just terrible like that's what i'm mainly upset i'm ready for game seven i had a great saturday game seven with the hockey the hockey game sevens were fantastic on saturday i'm ready for game seven sunday with two nhl games two nba games and then the basketball game, the first half in Bucks Celtics was like good, but it swung wildly at the end of the half with that shitty call on Giannis, on Marcus Smart. The referees yeah. influencing things at the end of the first half. It was like, oh, this isn't going well. And then Boston just came out hitting threes in the second half. It's like, well, Milwaukee doesn't have the firepower to get back into this one. And it was over. It was over. And then the Mavericks and, and the Suns game, I, mean, I was telling you off air, like I was watching penguins rangers because that was an actual good game seven and i was like oh i'll kind of like check highlights of maverick suns as it's going and when it gets close or when it gets like second half i'll tune in one no reason to tune in it was over in the second quarter it was over luca just completely when he hit the step back on Aiton, and then one of the fans, I guess, is yelling at him, and Luca's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, who, who's this guy? Like, Luca is doing that whole thing. I was like, dude, you guys pissed off the wrong dude. Like, bless Luca Doncic. He, he is not afraid of anything. He thinks he's the best player in the world. He might not be wrong. I'll still take Giannis, but like, I, I ain't, I ain't betting against Luca. 
like he just does not care. The pettiness, him destroying Aiden and the Suns, who was taken before him in the draft, which is a pretty yep. big mistake. Now we all see. Like I, I absolutely love it from Luca. I'm mad we didn't get a good game. I ain't too mad at the Suns being slandered and Devin Booker being slandered, and I don't feel that horrible for Chris Paul because I do think people think I'm a bigger Chris Paul fan than I actually am because of this nickname. I really don't give a fuck about Chris Paul. All right. It doesn't bother me at all that he has lost these games. I don't care at all. I will slander him alongside everybody else. So but that's where I'm at. Let's be fair, ladies and gentlemen. If you follow FMC, you know that Chris Paul has as many losses in Game 7 as many times as Jeremy has muted me for Chris Paul's plan. <laughs> so, 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 although he says now he's not as big of a fan as he is. I picked, picked Luka to win. You mute did, I not pick, did I not pick Dallas in this Game 7? You did. did I not pick out? Thank we you. both did. We both did. Me for selfish reasons, but man, oh man, I did not expect this. I did not expect the first half for Luca to have 27 and the Sun to have 27. Do you know how hard it is in this league to have 27 points at halftime? This is a league that people get 27 points in the first five minutes of a first quarter sometimes like that's this oh my god like the Suns did not even get off the plane from dallas no they didn't even get off the plane from the first time they went from phoenix to dallas from game five to game six they talked all that trash they people talk about oh the warriors they be too cocky they be celebrating too much no the Suns they try to slander Luca, that Luca special thing by Devin Booker, the trash talking. They were tra- they've been trash talking ever since they beat us in the first round last year and LeBron told them. LeBron told them. They was like don't don't do this when you front running. He was like stay humble, stay humble and they did not listen and they getting what they deserve. Chris Paul is getting what he deserves. I I told y'all once, I told y'all again. Chris Paul is a choke artist. It, when it when it happened in with the with the LA Clippers, they tried to put all the blame on Doc Rivers. Oh, Doc Rivers is not a good coach. Doc Rivers is a choke artist too. Don't get me wrong, but he got too much of the credit. Then when it no. happened in then when it happened in Houston, they tried to pass the buck to James Harden. Oh no, it's all James Harden. It's nothing to do with Chris Paul. Y'all lost game seven with OKC. It was everybody's fault for Chris Paul because Chris Paul got you out there. Oh yeah, it's not it's not Chris Paul's fault. It, you know, it would have been different. It was year. Donovan's fault. It was Billy Donovan's fault because he played Stephen Adams when he shouldn't have. Always, it's always someone else's fault. So that's why I took it upon myself last year after they beat us in the playoffs. I took it upon myself to point the finger at Chris Paul because all this choking, all these two 2-0 uh, series losses that he's had in the playoffs, all these 3-1 choking that he's done in the playoffs. I pointed the finger to Chris Paul, and I have been validated, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great day. It is a great day. May 16th, 2022. It's two days before my birthday. My birthday came early. My birthday came three days early, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, man. I told you. A-Shock says, is it having optimism for your favorite teams? About- yes, 100%. Never be optimistic. This is what I've learned. I'm pessimistic about everything when it comes to sports. I'm absolutely pessimistic. I don't know if you all saw my tweet, but like the Avs potentially going to play a game seven in the second round, the day of double or nothing, the night of double or nothing. It's 100%. They're going seven. They're going to lose game seven. And I'm going to have to fucking transcribe Tony Khan interviews while I'm just miserable because I just watched my team lose a game seven again. That's how this is going to work. And I got the EP telling me, it's okay. Things are going to be different this year. She's a Cleveland fan. The f- she doesn't know anything. What? She's trying to be optimistic as a Cleveland fan. What are we doing? What are we doing? Don't be optimistic, everybody. Don't. Absolutely don't be optimistic. Hey, it's, not, look, it's not optimism ahead. that's that's the wrong thing is y'all don't put y'all don't put enough shame on Chris Paul's name and that's why <laughs> he came back and haunted you y'all propped him up 
Y'all propped him up. And I understand why Jeremy did it. He did a lot for OKC in that one year. And then trading him, y'all got a whole bunch of draft picks in the in the y'all set yourself up for the future with with having him. So great, great on y'all. But man, oh man, all these Suns fans. I felt bad for y'all because y'all believed 60. They were the only 60 win team in one of the hardest regular seasons of all time. And they lost, they lost by a total of 60 points, Jeremy, in game six and game seven. I don't, I I really don't understand it. And, and look, I you can you can place the blame on literally everybody on that team. Everybody on that team. I know Chris Paul is gonna get a lot. Devin Booker is going to get a lot, and he should as well. First off, don't be talking this shit. All right? Luka Doncic, just don't be talking this shit to players who are better than you. Okay? I like Devin Booker as a player. As, you know, he's kind of uh, shit when it comes to his complaining and whatnot. As a player, he's still very good. Chris Paul, as a player, very good. Luka's better than both of them. That was factual before this series. That was factual all regular season. It's definitely factual. Now, Luca's better than it. When Clay is like, oh, it's a man's league and stuff. When LeBron and Wade are making fun of Dirk and Coffin and stuff. Don't be doing this shit with elite players like this. Okay? Nothing fuels, nothing fuels NBA players more than pettiness. Absolutely nothing fuels these great players more than Penny. Look at Jordan. Jordan and Kobe are the prime examples here. They give a fuck. Off. They were the pettiest motherfuckers out there, and that's why they're the greatest. Because they, they, Jordan made up narratives to, yeah. to dominate in the league. All right. You so did Kobe. To- Kobe told yeah. that, said that too. He made up stuff in his head, and especially these European players. These European. Luca's been playing since he was nine years old. Since he was nine years old, he's been playing professionally. He was playing with like wars going on, fireworks all over the place. You think this is the guy you want to talk trash to? You front running. Oh man, Devin Booker. He, what we learned from Devin Booker in this series is that he's a good shooter. He's not even a great scorer anymore. I can't even call himself a great scorer because he doesn't create his own shot. He needs screens. He needs to be past the ball and he's open. He He's not a shot maker. He's not the shot maker that Luka Doncic is. People were saying that it was close between these two at the beginning of the season. Oh, it's, that's not true at all. It's, it's not close at all. No, that's that's 100% not true. We saw what Devin Booker did on his own. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for years and the Suns were trash every single year they got Chris Paul they got DeAndre and they actually put a decent team around them and they were very good and they made the finals last year they were the best team in the regular season this year but before that they were nothing Luca Luca's got this team in the conference finals they were there last year in a game seven the roster around Luca ain't good at all I was texting with, with Samer and I'm like Spencer Dinwiddie is their second best player I like Spencer Dinwiddie he's not like a bad player or anything but this is the worst second player on a team on a potential finals team, like since the Dirk maps, right? Like I cannot yeah. think of a, of a worse second player on a team since that, that Dirk team, like the LeBron team that went to the finals after Kyrie left Kevin love, Kevin love was still a good player uh, during those days, but Denwitty get no offense to him, but he is not on the level of these other second players that you've had throughout the years. And the other second players left, in the in the playoffs right now in a, in a league that's driven by stars typically you need two of them to make it to the finals and Spencer Dinwiddie sorry is not a star that's how special special Luca is that he he is completely on a different level completely on a different level yes pettiness is what is what you need in the NBA don't give these guys reasons to be petty all right don't feel this pettiness because it's going to come back to haunt you. These these NBA players, they don't care, man. They, that's all That's all they need. When they are this good and you're going to give them something extra, that's all they need. It's dumb. Don't do it. Don't do it, Devin Booker. When you haven't won anything, 
great. You made the finals last year. Y'all still blew a 2-0 lead. You haven't won anything. If you've won something, that's one thing. But you still probably shouldn't do it because it's stupid. But you haven't won anything. Also, I blame the Kardashians. Anybody associated with that family, just it doesn't. Is he, is he still with Kendall? Because I don't sure see, I, I don't, I don't see him on the Kardashian show, and I'll be asking that. I'll be, I'll be seeing. I say, I, I see Travis, I see Kanye, and he's divorced from Kim. I be seeing Tristan, and he done cheated on Chloe like eight hundred <laughs> times. But I never see Devin Booker. So he needs to get on the Kardashian show because at least all these people went crazy. They didn't choke. They didn't choke in their industries. I mean, I mean, I mean just, God, yeah, yeah. He's I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's still making money, ladies and gentlemen. And so is Devin Booker. Um, but nah, man. I, I just I, I think that we need to give uh, some credit to D- Dem Witty, to uh Jalen Brunson. They both of these guys had more combined points than Chris Paul and Devin Booker last night. Both of them combined. No, both both of uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined. Dimwitty had more points than them. Jalen Brunson, the had entire more points than them. the entire starting lineup. I feel like Dinwiddie had more points than the entire starting lineup. Nobody scored in double digits on their entire starting lineup. It was sad. I've never seen anything like this. And the funny thing, I joked with my friend. We have this uh, blowout and a blowout joke dating back to uh, an awful. Uh, the, the Panthers and, and Broncos Super Bowl. Because the day before that Super Bowl was OKC and, and Golden State. And so my friend joked, he's like, oh, it's going to be a blowout and a blowout. And both were close games and my team's lost. And I've hated him ever since, even though he's my best friend. So yesterday, I picked, I picked the Bucks and the Mavs. And I said, blowout and a blowout. And I mean, it came true. My, my picks were not correct, but it was two blowouts. But I have never it, – it's a joke because hopefully it means we're going to get, like, close games and stuff. I did not actually suspect we were going to get a blowout. And none of these games were competitive in this series. This series kind of sucked. Like, the games were awful to watch. They weren't fun. They weren't close. It, was, it wasn't a good series even though it went seven. I would never have suspected that even if it wasn't, like, a kind of a close game or anything – Phoenix just didn't look like they were prepared for anything. I don't understand how that happens in a game seven at home when you're the bet when you were the best team in the regular season. I just don't understand how you look completely unprepared. That's on Chris Paul as the leader, as the veteran. That's also on Coach Monty Williams, and at least Monty Williams did take responsibility for that. He did. Like he he didn't pull a doc. He didn't. Yeah, he did. He didn't pull a doc, Rivers. They were hey, the was- best team in the regular season. 64 wins. They have an all-time point guard, uh, Chris Paul, the point choke, as I, I dubbed him weeks ago. Uh, Monty Williams, coach of the year. De- Devin Booker, who people were saying was an MVP candidate during the regular season. De- DeAndre Ayton, people say, oh, no, they got DeAndre Ayton. That's going to be the difference maker against the Dallas Mavericks. This man had it, five points last night in 17 minutes. I don't know what's up with DeAndre Ayton. I'm sure you saw the, the, the comments from Monty Williams where he's like, you know, it's an internal thing. He had five points. He played like 17 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. DeAndre Ayton was supposed to be like the thing that Dallas couldn't stop. Even Jason Kidd said, it. he's like, yeah, Ayton is a guy who can like actually score and put the ball in the basket. So it's going to be tough to go smaller because he can actually punish us with on the pick and roll and, and scoring and everything where Gobert couldn't do that. I don't know if this is on Monty Williams for a bad game plan. I don't know if this is on Chris Paul for not getting the ball enough. I don't know if this is on DeAndre Ayton for bitching and just not and worrying about his contract too much and, and not being great. Whatever it might be, there's something wrong with the Suns and Ayton. It's very obvious. He's a restricted free agent. They ain't giving him max money after this. You didn't play yourself into max money after this. I'll tell you that much. So I don't know what's going to happen right there. It really does feel like Phoenix these last two years, this was their window. Because now you're probably going to lose Aiton. I don't know if you can trade him. If you can trade him, you could probably get decent value out of him. Yeah. But you're also going to have to like pay that person. Then Chris Paul, he's 37. Injuries, no injuries, not sure. But we, I, I mean, I mentioned it on Friday. This man turned 37 and just apparently forgot how to play basketball. 
a, a, a basketball genius just forgot how to play basketball. And I don't understand how that happens. He wasn't shooting the ball. He was single digit no. shots these last four games. SB3, single digit shots. It, you know, after saying, like, you know, I can shoot the ball, like, I'm a good shooter. I just don't shoot it. Okay, then shoot it more, Chris Paul. What are we doing? Turning the ball over when he's never been known for turnovers. Like, never. I don't know what ha- this man turned 37 and all of a sudden his basketball brain just shut off. I don't get it. Devin Booker, I mean, he kind of is what he is. This felt like the Suns window because now they're going to have to pay money. And I don't know if this is a franchise that's going to pay money uh, to, to keep this team together. So this felt like this was their year. This was their shot. And they're out not only in the second round, but embarrassing fashion in the second round. Absolutely embarrassing fashion. I don't know what, what happens with the Suns. Bless them. We'll My see. question to you is, do you want to run this team back? Because they feel like a team that needs another scorer. They need, and that's that's crazy to think because they were in the in the top ten in scoring during the regular season. They got they got you know Devin Booker, who everybody was like is a great scorer. Like you said, Chris Paul is thirty seven years old, and he has not looked the same since he turned thirty seven years old. DeAndre Ayton, I don't know what's going on there. Of course, like you said, they got to pay him. So. Is this the type of team like Mikel Bridges? He's a great defender, but he just couldn't keep up with uh, Luca. Like no one on that team could no guard Luca. He was just bigger than everyone. He would just back you up, step back jumper. No one could guard him. It was ridiculous. Like that's why I think that the 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 Warrior series is going to be a little bit different because you could throw Gian, uh, Draymond Green at him. You could throw Clay uh, Thompson at him, and it's a different type of matchups. But still. I think Luca's going to be Luca and he's going to do his thing. But what I, the number one person, like I said, we didn't give enough credit to Dinwiddie. We didn't give enough credit to Jalen Brunson. Another person we need to give credit to. I said it about the first round series. I got to say it here. Jason Kidd and yeah. his defensive scheme, he basically made the Suns into what they were before. Before Chris Paul got there, where they ran their offense through Devin Booker, and Devin Booker is not the shot maker. He's not a shot creator. He's he's a good shooter. He's a great shooter at, at times, but he's not that great of a scorer. He's not the type of guy like a Kobe Bryant, who Kobe Bryant was a was a a phenomenal scorer who could create shots for other people because he would draw the double team. And Chris Paul, he's the type of, you know, dribbler and point guard that he'll draw the double team and then he'll create shots for other people. But they made the Suns play like the Suns pre-Chris Paul. And Jason Cade, I don't think he's ever going to get enough credit for what he's done in these first two rounds of the 2022 playoffs. I mean, we were, we were very complimentary of Jason Kidd on Friday. And I said that, you know, him going to the Lakers, spending time as an assistant, he improved his skill set and figured out what he needed to do to become a better coach. And that's a that's a complete credit to him. You know, Luca, you could talk about his defense and everything. Look, he ain't the best defender in the world. He'll probably never be the best defender in the world. They've created a scheme to where they can at least hide him on defense, or he competes enough to where it, it's not uh it's not as, as noticeable and they it can they can get their defense reset because Luca is not just going to give up on a play. That was very obvious in, in Phoenix. And this, you know, Monty Williams coach of the year is they were hunting Chris Paul. Chris Paul used to be a great defender at 37, not a very good one-on-one defender anymore. Used to be like all team defense, like every single year. Uh, but yeah, 37 with a backquad, uh, allegedly. Uh, just not a, a good defender. A, a, a bad quad. And they, I, I don't understand. Like like we said, Monty Williams was coach of the year, and they didn't they didn't fix their defensive scheme. They kept switching, and Luca just tore that apart. They kept switching switching on defenders, and Luca was just like, "All right, I'm a, I'm just gonna keep doing these pick and rolls or dribbling until y'all switch to somebody that I can score on, and I can just step back and shoot over." And he was hitting the mid range, hitting the three, and they just never adjusted. They didn't. I would have I would have at least put like 
uh, Mikel Bridges and just that's your best defender, your best perimeter defender. I would have just put Mikel Bridges on him and just let it be. I wouldn't have kept the switching. The, the switching, he just tore that apart. Jason Kidd came up with a good scheme where if Luca was a scorer and did what he did in the first half, and then in the second half, Jalen Brunson just put the ball on the floor and was hitting those little floaters in the mid-range shot and just tore them apart. It, I don't understand why they didn't change the scheme up. I don't understand why guys just didn't fight harder to, to prevent the switch, whatever it might be. But it didn't work, and that, that falls on Monty Williams. Uh, Patrick Beverly, people were talking about his tweets. He, he tweeted, like, as the game was going on, uh, y'all say locked in, let's see who pulls the fake hurt move down and dub. And then, of course, the uh, Chris Paul injury came out. Told y'all Luca, Jeremy Lin tweeted, dang, I really hope CP3 gets the championship before he retires. He deserves one. And then Patrick Beverly said, what do you mean he deserves it? Why does he deserve it more? Look, man, Patrick Beverly, he ain't done shit either. Okay, Patrick Beverly is another dude who is just going to talk shit about these great point guards like Chris Paul, like Russell Westbrook, when he ain't done nothing. All right, nobody's going to remember Patrick Beverly outside of what he did to Russell Westbrook and collapsing into his knee and these this fake toughness that he pulls. He, nobody's going to remember Patrick Beverly when it comes to this. You can write the history of the NBA without Patrick Beverly. You can't write the history of the NBA without Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. Patrick Beverly can shut the fuck up. Okay. I, I, I absolutely agree with you because anytime Pat Beverly is brought up, I always bring up the fact that this man celebrated literally through a party on social media when the Clippers signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. When they got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, he was like, oh, we win the championship. Knocked on LeBron James' door and was trying to talk trash to him like, oh, we're taking over L.A. Only one L.A. team has won a championship since that move. So I just want just to point Pat, that Patrick out. Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly, no different than any of the than, – than Devin Booker, where exactly. at least Devin Booker's like accomplished some stuff in the league. But like Patrick Beverly, no different than just talking shit and acting like he is one of the best players in the world. I think he did call himself like a top five point guard at one point, which is hilarious. But like he hasn't done anything in this league. Circling back to Devin Booker, and, and another reason why I kind of can't stand this dude is, remember when he dropped like 80 on the Celtics and a loss, and he thought this yes. is like – the biggest thing ever like dude you lost all right it's cool you dropped 80 like that that's a big achievement and stuff but you don't need to be like celebrating this like you just won a championship instead you should have been like yeah it's great that i dropped 80 you know i wish we would have won the game like it's cool personal achievement i'm trying to win games devin booker is a guy who's just going to celebrate when, when he's up patrick beverly the same way patrick beverly gonna he can have like five steals and a loss like i got five steals though you know i played tough defense it was great out there like shut up and like and like shut four up. of them came in garbage time like it's like yeah pat <laughs> beverly nah his his team was talking trash too in the first round and they got what they deserved too memphis grizzlies oh, put y'all yeah. away put y'all in the casket and now y'all in cancun celebrating stay celebrating stop tweeting about chris paul because like jeremy said like i can talk all this trash about chris paul but i won't deny that he's a top 10 point guard of all time i just question the fact if he's top five and once again i was proven right it is chris paul i think more people need to start need to jump on my narrative i'm 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 created some space for everybody on the bandwagon if you want to get on the bandwagon and choke p3 it's the only p3 that matters is sp3 cp3 <laughs> means choke p3 and hey i i'm just so happy about that i think that we, we we've talked enough about suns and mavs we gotta shine some light on the Bucks and Celtics because we were both wrong. We said we said on Friday that the Bucks were going to win. I, I I even said though I did say that I had the Celtics winning Game Six, but I was like I think if the Bucks want to win this series, they better get the job done in Milwaukee because when they get back to Boston, it was going to be an issue. And Grant Williams became Clay Thompson in Game Six. <laughs> like Grant Williams, man, he hit the, what seven threes. I was like, who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy. He's, this been, guy like, he's, been, he's been shooting well from three all season. And, and that was the, the big thing from him is like, oh, he's really improved his shot and stuff. This game, 
I think it changed at the end of the the first half with the the fouls on on Marcus Smart. Like that, the whole final minute kind of changed thing. But it really came down to the Celtics hit a lot of threes from guys like like Grant Williams and, and Peyton Pritchard and, and uh, Derek White was hitting a couple of threes. They hit a bunch of threes and the Bucks got absolutely nothing. Like Giannis was great in the first quarter. Brooke Lopez showed up in the first half. Drew Holiday didn't do much in the first half. Drew kind of came alive a little bit in the second half, but the rest of the Bucks just, they didn't have anything to offer. Missing Chris Middleton was a big thing. It's unfortunate. You play who was in front of you at the end of the day. You play who was in front of you. And the the Celtics played a, a battered Bucks team that didn't have their second best player, and they beat him. Fair credit. And they wore Giannis down. Like Giannis was great in the first they quarter, did. but he was out of gas by, by the second quarter and especially the second. Because it was a five-point game at halftime like they were still there Giannis just couldn't do anything and the but or the Celtics were not afraid at all of the the Bucks shooters because they had no reason to be afraid of the Bucks no. shooters <laughs> they had nobody they had nobody on the team who created a shot outside of Giroux and Giroux's offense is very roller coastery and Giannis he is what he is a, as an offensive player he's a force but you're not afraid of him taking too many mid-range or three-point shots. Like they need, they need Middleton because he drives a lot of their offense as as the shot creator, and they need guys to like actually hit shots. And if that's not happening, you can just wall off Giannis and you can make him a little bit more unplayable. And that's what they did. You know, fair credit to the Celtics. Uh, it it was a good series in that like games were actually close. Um, the the referees got a little too happy in a lot of games and influenced yeah. the games a little too much. It was a very much a rock fight. I think the Celtics and Heat is going to be very similar in that it's going to be a defensive struggle and we're going to see a lot of like wild shooting swings and the referees could get very annoying in the series. Yeah, even in like early on in the in the third quarter, I was like, man, this is a defensive game because both teams were shooting like forty percent. And then as soon as I said that, that's when the Celtics started just nailing those threes. And yeah, I mean, it really it really showed. Uh, like like Leland says in the chat, it really showed how vital Middleton is to the Bucks. Like we said that at the beginning of the series. Like I said, I can't I can't pick the Celtics because I am a Laker fan. I refuse to pick the Celtics. But I said. My head is telling me the Celtics going to win this because of Middleton not being there. And it came back to haunt them at the worst possible time. And it wasn't even like they – I'll give Udoka a lot of credit. Like defensively, he created a scheme that kind of put the uh, onus on, on Giannis. And then Giannis just in the third quarter, it's like he ran out of gas. Like he was yeah. missing little bunnies at the hoop. He was missing his mid-range shot. And he's like one of the more efficient players in the league. And he did not – show that in the last like three games or so pretty much he had a great game six you know what was it like 44 points 20 rebounds in that game and in this game he had like 20 25 and 20 he did his thing but uh, I mean stat wise but he didn't do his thing as far as like the second half the second half it was just all Celtics all the time and they dominated them and Jason Tatum this is a guy like we said we said it in the in the net series that he was going to have to raise his level Level up a bit to beat Kevin Durant and he did that and now he's raised his level up just a little bit again 46 points in game in game six yes he was in foul trouble last night but he already had an impact on the game even when he got into foul trouble and he finished the game with 23 points eight rebounds six assists you know Grant Williams just no one expected Grant Williams a role player to drop 27 but <laughs> it is what it is Jason Tatum proved himself that he is an elite player in this league he's a top 10 player in this league and he's been proving it throughout these playoffs and even though I said like I said my heart will never allow me to pick the Celtics I think they're the favorite against the Heat actually uh everybody Jake says can actually stop in here before work for once but I just want to say F basketball it's a very dumb sport now but at least hockey game sevens were great all sports are dumb Jake as I told you last night all sports are absolutely stupid no one should get invested in this stuff uh it's just sports are dumb oh look you guys got the title last year Jake it, it'll it'll be okay I do feel bad for Giannis because Giannis is actually like a humble superstar like he'll yeah. mean mug and he'll he'll on the court he'll he'll uh he'll show his emotions and stuff. But in like press conferences and stuff, he's always very humble. He's always trying to you know 
taking the blame first, call it, making it about the team, trying to always improve and everything. So I really like Giannis. I, it's unfortunate with the, the Middleton injury. I think they'll come back just as good next year. I expect them to make some changes around like the margins. You're not going to do too much when you have Giannis Middleton and Drew kind of locked into these contracts. Um, but it, it, I just wanted good games, man. And not having like that game wasn't good. And then the Maverick Suns really wasn't good. So unfortunate game sevens yesterday, even though it got us a lot of Phoenix Sun slander, which I'm not a, yeah, fuck Skip Bayless though. Skip Bayless is a, he doesn't feel bad for anybody. Apparently Patrick Beverly is on ESPN right now, just calling Chris Paul like a fraud and all this shit. Like, <sighs> I won't say Chris Paul is a fraud. I'll say the Phoenix Suns was a fraud. I didn't believe in the Phoenix Suns. To be fair, I didn't believe in the Boston Celtics. I said they weren't going to get past the second round if they didn't make it that far. But they made it to the conference finals. Much respect to them. But, man, the Phoenix Suns, I told y'all, I told y'all, don't believe the hype. They weren't even supposed to make it. They got a red carpet to the NBA Finals last season. And that red carpet got cut in half this season. When they went against one of the best players in the world, Luka Dantage. Luka Dantage, man, he's my pick. I'm saying it now. He's my pick to win the 2023 MVP regular season. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's my pick. He's 100% going to going to fake or fake. Uh, I was reading uh, Leland's thing and then the, it's all CP3 and all. And then JJ's where it said Patrick is a fake. Combining, combining a, lot of, a lot of thoughts. He probably would have been in the conversation this year, but he showed up early and just like, yeah, maybe he was out of shape, but he just wasn't playing well early. And then he finally got in shape and then he started to take over late in the year. And we've seen what he's done in the playoffs. The scary thing about Luca is like, I think he's going to be even better next year. He has, it feels like he's added to his game in the postseason. This man is absolutely unguardable i know the warriors have good defenders steve kerr is a good coach and he'll come up with with different things and stuff but like i think he can torch draymond isolation i think even though clay is still a good defender i think he can do different things to clay whether it be post up and just like his footwork is so excellent he can shoot the ball from anywhere like he really seems unguardable right now and i am very interested to watch him work against what could be the last legs of this Warriors dynasty. Uh, I don't know what happens. You know, Wiggins has earned a reputation as a good defender as well. So like the Warriors can throw different guys at him, but I just don't know if the, uh, if anybody is slowing down Lucas. Yeah. Clay used to be like one of the top defenders. I do think after these ACL injuries, he's not the defender he used to be. And and that, you know, that's going to be an issue, but they have guys who you consider, good one-on-one defenders and i just don't know i mean mikhail bridges was considered a good one-on-one defender and it didn't matter like luca's no. just torching everybody you throw on him like it just feels like he's added to his game in the playoffs which is kind of insane because you know usually this is the time you just go to a lot of your bread and butter tried and true stuff and this man just looks unguardable right now and if you want to call him the best player in the world I don't blame you. He's he's the best player left in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, the MVP is certainly his his to lose. Thing. I'm excited to see him against the this Warriors dynasty uh, again. Could be the last legs of this Warriors dynasty because they're all a little bit older. Memphis gave them Memphis gave them a fight, and uh, we shall see. I, I got the Warriors in six. Um, I said Mavs in seven. I'm, I'm sticking with this Luca going to the finals, man. Wow, you going for it? Look, this is this it. man. This man has completely arrived after this uh the Sun series. A lot, a lot goes on to the Suns for just like not showing up, not having any adjustments, not doing anything. But you also got to give just credit to Dallas and everything Luca was able to do to manipulate how they played and Jason Kidd's coaching as well. So. I'm I'm all in on Luca this season. You sometimes you don't know a player arrives until he actually arrives. I ain't, I'm not gonna be late on this Luca train. All right, this man is here and this is his league right now. This is certainly his Western Conference. So I'm I'm all in on Luca. 
I think I think he's he took the next step. He, it was the whole thing was oh he couldn't make it past the first round, and then he's here in the conference finals. So I don't blame you at all. And I might I might change my pick by the time we get to Friday to Warriors in seven, but I'm still gonna stick with the Warriors. I I do agree this is the last legs of this Warriors dynasty, and I think they're gonna go out with a fight. And I think that they have enough defenders to throw at Luca, where Luca can't really dominate the game like he did against the Suns in those in the last like what the last like five games of that series where he kind of he kind of had the you know could score at will you got Draymond Green one of the best defenders in the league you got Clay Thompson you got Andrew Wiggins on the perimeter I think that's enough to kind of slow everybody down or Steve Kerr is going to be smart enough to say we're going to let Luca beat us but we ain't going to let Brunson we ain't going to let Dimwitty beat us I think that's the smartest way to go at the Mavs after seeing what they did in game seven over in the east I, I don't know if I'm gonna say it. I think I might have to say oh, it. You're going Celtics, aren't you? I, I no, I, man, I hate the Celtics. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate the Celtics. So I'm going <laughs> for the third straight series. I'm going against the Celtics and watch them make me look dumb for the third straight series. I'm going Heat in seven. Uh, Eastern Conference. I'm leaning. I'm going with the Celtics. I think I think Tatum and I've I've pretty much doubted the Heat uh, a lot because Jimmy Butler, as good as he is, I just I don't see him at that level. And I should, and this is completely 100% my fault. But like, it's just tough for me to see Jimmy Butler. And, and I was I was talking to my my friend about this. Is like aesthetically, he's not the most like pleasing player to watch. At largely. Because like he just doesn't have a three point shot to his game. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a lot of mid range stuff. It's a lot of post stuff, uh, and, and you know screen uh, using screens and everything. Obviously, a very great player. I mean, there's there's no denying that. But you watch him, and because he's just not going to like bombard you with threes, he almost just flies under the radar. And that's not fair to him. But I fall into that trap as well. And that's kind of why I'm just leaning towards the Celtics. I'm like, oh, Jason Tatum's just going to get hot and just bombard them with threes, and that's going to be it. Uh, yeah, heat culture probably is coming after me. Okay, completely my fault. I, I admit it. I recognize the flaw in my own analysis. Um, but I, I think Boston I think Boston's just slightly better than, than Miami. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, this is once again I'm saying that my head is telling me Boston is six. That's what my head's telling me. My heart won't allow me to do that because my heart is purple and gold and I can't pick the Celtics for the life of me. But I will go as far to say the most complete player, like we just said, Luca might be the best player left in the playoffs. In my opinion, the most complete player is Jason Tatum. I feel like Jason Tatum is better than Luca on defense. He's a three-point shooter. He's an off. He's a great scorer. I think he's the most complete player left in these playoffs. So that, and I, I feel in the series against the Heat, he's the best player on the court. And I've said it once. I'll say it again. What I usually go with in the playoffs is who has the best player on the court. And we saw that theory come to play in the Phoenix Dallas series, where Phoenix obviously had the better team, but the best player on the court was Luka Doncic and they won. So I really, like I said, my heart, my head is telling me, stop listening to your heart. Your heart is not here for logical situations and logical predictions. Go with Boston in six, but my heart is saying heat in seven. They've been the best team in the East for the whole year. Uh, you know, Boston had has been the best team since the All-Star break in, in basketball, in my opinion. Just a complete turnaround from where they were in the first half of the of the season. But I'm going to go with the Heat. One of my friends is a Heat fan, drunk guy JJ over on True Hill Heat. I, I'm going to believe in his Heat. I'm going to believe in Miami. And I want, I, want, I want my dear friend Stephen A. Smith to have a great NBA Finals where he can go from San Francisco to Miami. So I'm going with the Heat in seven. I mean, I can't argue it with Heat in seven. I'm I'm going Boston in seven, though. I I, I like Jason Tatum a little bit too much, and I, the thing is, is I like Jason Tatum a lot, 
And when you said most complete player, I still think Jimmy Butler is like more of a complete player than Jason Tatum. And I, and I underrate Jimmy Butler. So you just I, say he's not a good three point shooter. I would say he's Tatum's not better than him at the three. There's all every one of the players that we could say is the best complete player. They have a flaw like Luca. He's played better defense in the Phoenix series, but he's not the defender that you want to believe in. Uh, same thing with like Steph Curry. He's not the guy that you want to like believe in to go and defend the best player on the other team. And Jimmy Butler, he can defend the best player on the other team. He can be the best scorer and the best, you know, offensive player but he's not a real great three-point shooter. I feel like Jason Tatum checks all those boxes, and that's why I say he's the best complete player in, but left in the playoffs. That's fair. I think Butler's a better distributor than Tatum. That, that's kind of that's my biggest knock on Tatum is uh, his, his playmaking. And I do think, on the whole, Butler's a better defender than Tatum, even though Tatum is a, a very good defender. But the three-point shooting is, is a big difference between those two i'm going i'm going boston i'm going boston in seven and i'm going mavs in six very bold mavs in six prediction i'm not doubting this luca guy have you heard of him perhaps you've heard of the number three pick luca Doncic. you know who else was a great number three pick michael jordan all right i ain't doubting (laughs) michael jeffrey jordan go to full go to full government (laughs) i'm not doubting luca Doncic. okay i'm just not i'm not doing it I refuse to do it at this point. This kid, this kid is absolutely special. We're getting Mavs and Boston in the finals. That's what we're going with. The history so, of Boston and the arrival, the further arrival of Luca. So we got we got completely different picks for the NBA finals. So yeah. I think that that will lead to you know the viewers, everyone watching, the subscribers of Fightful Overbooked. Let us know in the comments what should be our bet. For who gets the NBA finals right? Since we since we completed one bet, it come could go back. half and half. It could go half and half though. Then what happens? But that that then 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 nobody wins. See, wow. then nobody wins. That's the perfect that's the perfect solution. Nobody wins because <laughs> Jeremy, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed, we got a lot of viewers here on a Monday morning. If you enjoyed this type of banter, come back on Friday because Jeremy has the honor and the privilege to do a PowerPoint presentation, not one, but two PowerPoint presentations on why the Los Angeles Lakers are great and why we will we will be NBA champions again in the future, and two, why, why Nikolai Jokic is not the real MVP. Joel Embiid is the real MVP of this past regular season. Two for the price of one this Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, FMC. Oh, man, it's going to be a great day. Just wait until – I've not put this uh, – so full full spoilers. I've not put this PowerPoint presentation together yet. I already have the rough draft in my head. I'm already just very proud of this presentation that I have in my head. And as long as – uh. As long as it comes together how I think it will, I, I'm very proud of, of what everybody's going to see on Friday. All right. I have a great presentation, tremendous presentation for everybody. Quite possibly the best presentation I could ever I could ever do. So yes, yeah, so that that'll be Friday. I'll do my PowerPoint presentations on why Embiid's the MVP and why the Lakers are gonna win the next 10 titles, whatever whatever I'm supposed to do with that. Okay, get ready. It's like it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like my birthday week. Oh my god, it is! It, it is. is my birthday week. Oh my god, we got Monday where I'm celebrating. Choke P3, the Suns losing in the second round, and Friday you got Wednesday is my actual birthday. Tomorrow I get to see Alex. I'm gonna see Alex Jeremy. So are you gonna punch so, him? So, are you gonna punch so, him in the face? I'm, I might be this happy that I might feel brave enough to punch Alex McCarthy <laughs> for you. Then Wednesday is my birthday. And then Friday we get the, the, the greatest episode of FMC of all time. As Jeremy does two PowerPoint presentations. It's a glorious day. Glorious. Glorious. What, what are you, what are you actually doing on uh Wednesday? Are you free at noon to do? I'm just going to invite you here on the show. Are you free at uh, noon to do pillar to post? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, we could do, yeah, I'll do, I'll do pillar to post. I could do that. I can, I think uh, I only have the wrestle talk podcast at two. So that's fine. I could do. Pillar okay. to post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pillar to post only lasts an hour. So 
Cool. Yeah. All right. SP three is on pillar to post everybody on Wednesday. All celebrating his birthday. Celebrating his birthday. Gee, wonder who's gonna win on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boot you early. Like, no, no birthday celebrations here. Uh I gotta, I gotta figure out the rest of the lineup. I oh, hopefully will can do it. All right. Uh, anything else? Basketball wise, I'm gonna talk a little bit of hockey. I don't know if Caden is around, but we're I do wanna I wanna mention this when it comes to hockey. So the Toronto Maple Leafs lost. They were up three to two in the series. They lost to the defending cup champion Sempe Lightning, lost game six in overtime, and then they lost game seven. Austin Matthews, who is the best goal scorer in the league, he's gonna win MVP this year. I don't think there's too much of a doubt about that. He's gonna win MVP. Here's the difference between NBA in NHL. One, the NHL playoffs have actually been good. The NBA playoffs have been trash. Two, when the NBA, Kevin Durant has said this, like NBA fans just like to hate. Like they just like to hate on everything. And it's funny, but it's also like kind of confusing of just how much like hate there is. Like, can we just not like appreciate how good these guys are? I can understand if you want to be like petty and like talk shit and stuff, but even you admit like, all right, I'll talk shit to Chris Paul. He's still one of the best point guards of all time. He's still great. Like, but when it comes to MVP, it's like, oh, Jokic sucks. Why he didn't deserve it. He he's not actually all that good and stuff. Out in the first round, look at this loser. Should have gone to Embiid and all this stuff. Austin Matthews lost in the first round. Okay. He lost in the first round. And nobody's gonna say, I've not seen one single person say, like, oh, you're gonna give the MVP to this guy who can't get his team out of the first round for like the fifth straight season. They haven't won a playoff series since like 2004. And you're not you're gonna give the MVP to this guy. It's very sad, very sad that NBA fans are just a bunch of haters. NHL Man, fans, all, all I'm please say like is my sport, everybody. Wait till I'm a hockey fan. That that's gonna be me. I'm, I'm trying to get you. You're guy. in the UK. You're in the UK. You can't watch any of these games. Pittsburgh and New York going to overtime last night was great theater. We had da- SB3, Dallas, and Calgary. They got 67 shots on goal. You know how insane that is? 67 shots on goal through just under four periods. Absolutely insane. The Dallas goaltender, Jake Ottinger, was out of his mind. 67 shots on goal, and Calgary ended up winning it in overtime. Hockey is great sport. I encourage everybody to watch it. I did see a lot of NBA fans last night actually tune on, uh, tune into hockey because the, the Game 7 with basketball was a complete blowout. And they're on the same networks now. Like hockey's on ESPN, TNT, yeah. and TBS, all the same net channels that uh, basketball's on. So the NHL playoffs, it seems like ratings are up. It seems like people are kind of catching on that hockey is actually very fun in the regular or in the in the playoffs. So hopefully it leads to more fans. SP3, once you get back to America, we'll get you on, on the hockey train here because it is very, it's a good sport. It's a very hey, fun boy. sport. My namesake, Sidney Crosby, I heard he wasn't playing. So I was like, oh, I don't care. He, yeah, he was out for game six. He did play in game seven last night. Uh, yeah, they, they lost game seven in overtime, but it was a, it was a very, it was a very good team or a very good game. So I look forward to the second round where my abs will lose in game seven. Official prediction for me, abs lose game seven, double or nothing Sunday next week. I'm going. I'm not doing the post show because Sean's not actually going to. Uh, he's not actually going to to Vegas, as far as I know, unless something happens and he ends up going to Vegas. If I was doing the post show, you would just see me crying, and it would be it would be very sad. Um, but yeah, yeah. Money Mark says uh, her games Bruins game seven energy was insane. All the game sevens were good. It, it was great. It was great that the hockey game sevens delivered, unlike the basketball game sevens. Which are trash as fuck. Okay. And we got another hook for for Friday. You can hear Caden with his feedback of these game sevens and the NHL playoffs. And we got officially the penalty box graphic. We're gonna Dude. debut that debut that on Friday as well. Dude. Look at that. Look at that. Look at all the hooks for Friday. Oh my god, you guys <laughs> gotta join us. FMC. It's still gonna be Friday morning choke because I'm still gonna be celebrating Chris Paul, the choke artist. Uh I believe the NBA second round starts Wednesday. Is that right? Have they released the schedule? Conference finals. The conference yeah. final starts Sorry. Tuesday. Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Wow. What game's Tuesday? I Golden State and Dallas? 
I believe so. E- either that or I think it's Miami and Boston on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's one or the other SV3. Yeah, yeah there's only two series left. Yeah. Look at that. It makes yeah, it so easier right. for it's, us. It's Boston, it's Boston, Miami. It starts Tuesday. Wow, I didn't think it would start until Wednesday. The hockey play. There's no, there's no playoffs tonight, SV3. People are going to have to watch other stuff. On oh my god, There's you're gonna no have playoffs. to watch Monday Night Raw with me. Oh, it, it's been good, it was good last week. What? No, you're you're right. you're muted because you're talking about that sport that we don't talk about here on this show. Absolutely not, not watching that. Keep watching Are You the One? That's what we've been watching. I'm gonna, I, no, you know, and you know what I've been hating the circle season four, man. They've been doing staggered episodes, they've been doing staggered episodes. Is it new? Yeah, it's new. They the whole new season, season four. It started oh, like shit. two weeks ago, but they yeah, put yeah. they put out like the first four episodes on May fourth. The next batch of episodes was May eleventh, and now the final batch of episodes is on my birthday. So I have that to look oh, they, to. They they did they did staggered episodes last season. They, they did. Oh, yeah, see, they had I mean, staggered episodes. I, they may have done it. They they honestly they may have been doing it the entire run of the series. It, Netflix has just done staggered episodes when it comes to a lot of these reality shows nowadays. Oh, okay. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, I was like, I want to watch this whole and this season. Oh man, Jeremy! All I will tell you is that the Spice Girls are on this season of The Circle. Yes, the Spice Girls. This this was oh, like the best, I... some of the best television in The Circle's history. That's what I will tell you. Oh, I think I 100 percent think I can talk the EP into into Please. watching this season. Yes, of of the circle. Yeah, I think I can talk her into watching it now because we after Ari the one, we're gonna need something new. So I definitely think I could talk her into it if if the Spice Girls are are, are part of it. Uh, Money Mark says, "Have I watched the Ultimate?" Yes, I, I we've spoken about it on past episodes of of uh, FMC. I'm, I'm trying to convince SB3 to watch it at some point because I told him and Money Mark, assuming you've watched it, you will know the scene that I'm talking about at the, the dinner table where they're making their choices and just the complete shit show that whole thing turns into. I've called it the greatest like reality television scene of all time. It, it's certainly one of them in my mind. It's so, so fucking good. Uh, so once SB3 actually watches it, we, we will, uh, we'll talk about the ultimatum at some point. I I've watched part of the second episode of the challenge. I'm not, I just watched the daily challenge. That's all I've watched. I, I haven't gotten okay. past past that. So that's where I'm at. At some point, I will. I will probably today. I'll finish that off and we'll one of the challenge. Greatest Friday. blunders of all time. So we'll talk about we'll talk oh, about Tina Tina with that blunder on the uh, on the swing challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> I love TJ just burying her for that too. Like, We're gonna that talk was horrible. Episode two and episode we'll talk episode two, episode three of the of the challenge on Friday. So you have that to look forward to. You have the penalty box, Jeremy. We're we're kicking off the show hot with Jeremy's PowerPoint presentations on the Los Angeles Lakers and Joel Embiid. It's going to be a beautiful day on Friday. My my birthday week. Oh man, it's the it's the greatest week ever. It's it's. Can we just dub this week like SB3 week here on Overbooked? You're going to be, you're already on this show. You Wednesday, you're going to be on Pillar to Post. Friday, we have another FMC. Uh, I assume. And I believe true... the return of De- Degrassi dudes on Friday. There, as so, well. so Degrassi dudes, I believe there's going to be a True Heel rewind at some point being uploaded. Yes. So yes. it's SB3 week here on Overbooked. He's. He's always done more shows on this channel than I have, but now he's at like five shows, literally a new SP3 video every single week or every single day on, on the channel this week. So there, there we go, everybody. SP3 is a, uh, it's his week here on overbooked. Yes. And he's going to punch, he's going to punch Alex McCarthy in the face. That's, that's another thing we are going to, we'll upload that when that happens. Uh, he's gonna punch Alex McCarthy in the face. Gonna be great. Oh, what a be- what a beautiful what a beautiful week it has been. This has been the best the best start to my birthday week ever. Oh man, this I, I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on this high. I'm gonna share this video with all my sports friends friends. Us, oh, great great stuff, great stuff here. I, I gotta thank Jeremy. This was the best idea 
he's ever came up with. A special MMC Monday morning choke talking about Chris Paul. The best P3 in the business is SP3. CP3 is officially choke P3. Be done. I'm done now. I'm do done. Do you want to plug? Do you want to plug anything? Um, True Hill SP3 on the Twitter machine. I'll be back on YouTube around 2:15 p.m. Eastern time, 7:15 p.m. UK. If anybody here is from the UK, uh, believe in pro wrestling podcast with Rick Uccino, which I'll probably throw in some Chris Paul slander there as well. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on it, honestly. I can't. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the special edition of uh, FMC on a Monday, Monday morning choke here. We have more, more stuff on Overbooked. I'm working on a video where, there's a teaser for everybody. So I tweeted last Friday that No Mercy is the worst wrestling game of all time. And people thought I was, you know, trolling which I never do. People thought I was, you know, being sarcastic, which I'm not sarcastic at all, despite what my Twitter bio says. I don't, I don't do any of that. So I'm actually putting together a video of why it is the worst wrestling game of all time. Why my tweet inspired that it is the worst wrestling video game of all time. All right. I'm hoping to upload that at some point this week. We have, we have Pillar to Post on Wednesday. Uh, we have FMC at, back in his normal time on, on Friday. And a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure, going up on the channel that I probably don't know about. Guys, we appreciate everybody. Love everybody. Take care, everybody. Enjoy your Monday. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.